1: Mystery is my hobby. There had been a murder in the small country town of Mendon. According to the newspaper accounts, the man who was at first believed to be guilty of the crime was allowed to go free. But no satisfactory reason was given. I reread the published stories and learned that on the evening of February 26th, a farmer named Walt Centrell was late for his supper.
2: That's you, Walt? Yes, it's me. Well, set the milk down the shed and come into your supper. It's been on the table more than an hour.
3: Walt? All right, all right, I'm a-coming. Can't you give a man time to wash his hands? Oh,
2: wash his hands. Land man's sake, he's had time to take a whole bath, let alone wash his hands.
3: The way you nag, Barthie, is enough to set a man's nerves on edge. The way I nag. Mm.
2: Well, my senses, Walt Sanfell, you've been out in that there barn long enough to milk 40 cows instead of just two. Now sit down and eat your supper.
3: Who said I've been milking all the time? Agnes is sick. Man just can't sit around and let one of his critters suffer.
2: Well, it seems to me you haven't been doing much to help her. How much milk was there?
3: Seven quarts.
2: Seven quarts, mm. my land... Well, the thing to do is either call in Duck Halliday or get rid of Agnes. Now, we can't afford hey, listen, it.
3: Listen, listen. Sounds like Ed's drunk again. No! No! No!
2: No! Oh, they're at it again.
3: How she does put up with him, Meeting I don't know.
2: Neighbors. I declare, if I were Marion Blake, I'd do something about that there husband of her. I declare I would. Any husband who beats his wife ought to be put away. Oh, Ed's
3: harmless. He's just a
2: drunk and no good bum. No!
3: Listen to that, Martha.
2: Ah, I'm a listening. My sense is I've been a listener ever since Ed Blake brought that new wife of his into Mendon a year ago. And every time I boil inside... Walt, we ought to do something. Now, it's none of our business. What can we do? We can report to Constable Finn McNutt. That's what we can do. Yeah, we did that once, and
3: what good did it do?
2: Well, it did plenty of good. Finn talked to Ed, didn't he? Finn told him if it happened again, he'd take steps now, didn't he? Uh,
3: steps? Martha, you don't know about them things. But unless Marion registers a complaint, taking steps won't do no good.
2: Well, then I think that we, Walt oh. Santrell, I'm going over there. I'm certainly not going to sit here and listen to that. Why, he'll you sit the still. Place. It's
3: none of your business. You keep your nose where it belongs. I
2: won't. I don't care if I don't know her very well. I'm a woman and she's a woman, and it's my you duty. sit
3: still. I say. For all you know, she likes being beat up by her men. Some women are like that, to tell me.
2: Oh, if you could have seen that there little mite of a thing this morning, you wouldn't be talking such nonsense.
3: Seen her this morning?
2: Did you see her? I most certainly did. She came a-calling. Said she wanted to borrow some flour. But that was only an excuse. She knew it, and I knew it. What she wanted to do was to talk.
3: What'd she talk about?
2: Well, what do you think she talked about? She talked about her husband, of course. Uh. He's drunk more than half the time, she said... And when she tries to reason with him, he hits her. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, she doesn't know what to do. She's scared half to death the poor little mite. Well, that settles it. I'm going over there. And if you're not man enough to come with me, Walt Santrell, you can just go Now, here. wait a minute,
3: wait a minute. Don't get your dander up. I'll go along with
2: you. Well, come along, then. My lads, I've had all of this...
3: see, this ain't
2: none of our business. I'm making it my business. Go back home if you want to, Walt Sanchez. I'm going to see... All right, all right.
3: You talk too much. Ah, they're not here. Now, the best thing we can do is go along home and forget the whole business.
2: Not me. I started this thing, and I'm going through with it. See? The door is open. That means they're home, don't it?
3: Well, why should it? Nobody in Menden ever locks their doors. You're just using
2: that as an excuse. Oh, stop being so logical and keep quiet, Mrs. Blake. Oh, Mrs. Blake. Uh, there's no one here now. Now co- be here. Where are you going? Out into the kitchen, of course. That's where the sounds come from, didn't they? Where else would I look? Look, look for what? <gasps> My goodness. Oh, Walt. What's the matter? What are you staring at? It's her. It's oh. poor Mrs. Blake. Look at her lying there on the floor. He's knocked her unconscious. Oh, I knew he would. The brute. Well, well the stop brute. your
3: jabbering and do something. What shall I do? What can we do? Get some water from the sink <laughs> and a towel. Good heavens, woman, stop <laughs> your butt. Oh, that brute.
2: That brute. That poor little tree. Knocked
3: out cold. wonder what happened.
2: I'll get some
3: ammonia. I'll get plain water. We'll... Walt. What's the matter? We won't be needing ammonia, Marthy, or anything else. She's dead. Uh Tell me just one thing. Are we up here to investigate a murder, or are we just out for the ride?
1: Well, let's say we're riding out to investigate a murder, Inspector.
3: Now, that's what I call a smart comeback. Yes, (laughs) sir. That's a dilly. (laughs)
1: Inspector, there used to be a day when you had a sense of humor. What happened to it?
3: I've still got it. Just say something funny.
1: Hmm? All right. Have you heard the story about the man who at Christmas time asked his neighbor what he was going to get for his wife? No. No? Well, the neighbor replied, uh, I don't know. I haven't had any
3: offers, <laughs> Here we are,
1: Inspector. Not a very imposing looking jail, is it?
3: Haven't had any offers. Now let me see. How old was I the first time I heard yeah, that? Yeah,
1: come one? on, you old Don't pretend you've heard it before. Let's go in and have a talk with this Constable Finn Mcnutt.
3: Haven't had any offers Okay, yes.
1: Inspector. You win. However, hey. I oh, there's someone at the end of the porch. Let's go over, Inspector. It's probably Constable McNutt.
3: That guy must be 90. Don't tell me he's the constable of this town. You fellas looking for someone?
1: Yes. Are you Constable Finn McNutt?
3: Huh? I can't hear you. I'm deep as a headache. Oh.
1: I said we're looking for Constable Finn McNutt. He ain't here. Do you know when he'll be back? Who? McNutt. What do you want to see him 1st I'm Barton Drake. This is Inspector Noah Danton.
3: Drake? Oh, well, why didn't you say so? My name's McNutt. Finn McNutt. Hey, <clears throat> Come on, inside. I got something to show you. Well, how do you like that, that default coot? Who's a default coot? Don't you call me a default coot, bub? What? Well, I... I ain't old and I ain't deaf. That's what I want to be. And by the way, which one of you gents is Inspector Danton? Which one? Well, look, Gramp, if he's Drake, I must be Danton. Oh, smart guy, huh? Well, I'm going to show you fellas you ain't so smart coming up here trying to show us county kind of about how dumb we are. Wait a minute, we didn't... Don't talk back to me, bub. You want to work on this case, you'll do as I say. Hear me? By golly, in a minute... You hear I... me? Sure, I hear you, only... All right, then. Talk when you spoke to, not until. Now, which one of you gents is Drake? <laughs> I'm Drake, Mr. McNutt. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, why did not you say so? Now, look here, Drake. I've been reading about you in the newspapers, you and that other fellow. What's his name? Uh, Denton, Scranton, or uh, some foreign name like that. That does it, Bart. Are you going to tell this Billy Whiskers where to head in or am I? Eh? What was that? you you got something to say, Bub? Speak up. I'll speak up, all right. Now, listen, you long <laughs> whiskered.
1: Let's forget personal grievances for the moment and find out about this murder. Murder? What murder? Who said that'd been a murder?
3: I did. It was in all the newspapers. Don't you ever read the papers? You ain't a fool of me, none. I know that's why you're here. Because I sent a clipping to Drake. And who dang well he couldn't stay away. Now, wait that... a minute. Wait a minute. Bart, what is this? Did this joker send you a newspaper clipping?
1: Uh, yes, he did, Inspector. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention it to you.
3: So that's it. You dragged me way up here on a two-bit murder case. And that man... ain't why Drake come that... up here, Bub. That ain't why at all, is it, Mr. Drake?
1: Well, uh,
3: no. As a matter of fact, it isn't. Uh, you bet it isn't. and um, ain't I mean... It's because I let the prisoner go, ain't it, Mr. Drake? Yes,
1: that's it. According to all the newspaper accounts, it was pretty well established that Ed Blake had beaten his wife to death. And then suddenly, you
3: allowed the prisoner to go free. Frankly, I'd like to know why. I knew you'd ask me. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Well, tell us, tell us, tell us. You better tell you. I'll show you city fellas I ain't so dumb. I let Ed go because he ain't guilty, that's why. Now, that's a simple enough answer, isn't it, Bart? Hmm. Why do you think Ed isn't guilty, Finn? Because Mary and Blake was poisoned. that's why. Poison? You bet she was. Look here. Here's what I wanted to show you. Hmm? Take a look at that paper.
1: All right. Ah, I see. A medical report stating that Mary and Blake died of arsenic poison.
3: That's right. That's what killed her, all right. Arsenic poison. That there paper proved it.
1: Well, this is very interesting, Mr. McNutt. But how did you know that... Say, wait a minute. This report is signed by F.T. McNutt, M.D., is Doctor McNutt related to you, Constable?
3: Related. Why, well, dog? Go ahead. I'm him. Well, you're Doctor McNutt? Sure, I am, Bub. I've been a doctor for sixty-two years. There's my certificate right there on the wall. Don't you ever have much truck with it, though? My hand's too shaky lately. Folks don't have confidence in the sawbones with a shaky hand. Spend most of the time these days being constable. Well, cut off my bangs and call me Bob. How's that, Junior? Constable, I think
1: I'm beginning to see what's behind all this. Um, being a doctor, you probably have some arsenic lying around your office.
3: That's it, Drake. I guess you were kind of smart at that. Thank you. Last week, uh, some of that there arsenic was stolen. Well, sir, the only one who's died around here in more than a year is Marion Blake. So, you put two and two together, eh? Yeah. Only in this case, two and two make five. How was that? Well, sir, I performed an autopsy, see? Hmm? And sure enough, Ms. Blake was dead of arsenic poisoning. How does that make two and two equal five? You keep quiet, Junior, and listen. You might learn something. The arsenic was stolen one day and returned the next. During the time it was gone, Marion Blake was poisoned.
1: So you reasoned that whoever stole the arsenic decided to return it in the hopes that you wouldn't notice its brief absence,
3: hmm? Yeah, maybe. Hey, Drake? Now, Ricky, you want to know what made me suspicious in the first place, eh? Yes,
1: yes, and I would.
3: Well, sir, it's simple. Ed Blake wasn't in no condition to beat his wife to death, that's why. Why wasn't he? Because he was skunk drunk, that's why. Because he wasn't at home when them chanterelles said they heard him beating her, that's why.
1: He wasn't at home. Are you sure?
3: You're dang tooting I'm sure. Ed Blake was asleep right here in my office from 6 o'clock that night till midnight. <coughs> and how it was given to Marion Blake, and I'll pay you $1,000 cash money.
1: Well, this is uh, rather unusual, Constable, being offered money by the police department.
3: It ain't being offered by the police department. No? Being offered by me, personal. As soon as folks find out the facts in this case, they're going to figure it was me that murdered Marion. Figure it was you who murdered her? Why, sure. Ed and me hated each other. Everybody knows that. He claims I killed a cow, isn't it? I tried to doctor once. Said the critter was a purebred, and I owed him $2,000.
1: So last week he got drunk and came over to your office and tried to collect it, hmm? Is that right, Constable?
3: That's it. We had some words, and the folks gathered around outside I eye up some rest for disturbing the peace. Now, how about it, Drake? You want that thousand bucks, or don't you?
1: I'll take the case, Constable. But not because I think you intend paying me $1,000. Frankly, my only purpose will be to satisfy my own curiosity... As to why you've gone to all this trouble to tell us such a deliberate lie.
2: Well, I declare, Mr. Drake, I don't know what Finn McNutt is talking about, I'm sure. I think he must be getting senile. So,
1: why do you say that, Mrs. Central?
2: Why? Well, my goodness, Mr. Drake, Walton, I ain't deaf. We know when we hear something.
1: Then you still insist that you heard sounds of a struggle in the Blake's kitchen on the night you found her dead.
2: Well, my lad. Now, look
3: here, Drake. Of course, we heard it. We've been hearing it for almost a year. What could possibly be the object in this both lying to you? That's what puzzles me. It doesn't puzzle me. Hmm? That Billy Whiskers constable was thinking him up as he went along.
1: But why, Inspector? Why would he make up such a cock and bull story? He knew we could check at easily enough.
3: Yeah, that's right. And to make it worse, he's willing to pay us a thousand bucks to prove he's a liar.
2: What? Huh? Yeah. What was that you said, Inspector? Dunn? I
3: said that Macnet offered us a thousand dollars to prove him a liar.
2: Oh my senses! That certainly is funny. A thousand dollars. What's funny about it?
3: Just a minute, Inspector. Mrs.
1: Santrell, you mentioned a minute ago that Mrs. Blake called on you the morning of the murder.
2: Yes. She said she'd come to borrow some flour, but I knew that was only an excuse. He talked about that husband of hers the whole
1: time. Come along, Inspector. Let's go over and have a talk with Ed Blake. Uh-huh.
3: Be Ed Blake splitting wood out in his backyard.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's go over.
3: Good afternoon. Are you Ed Blake? Yeah, that's right. Guess you two are Drake and Ben. Ben Been expecting you. News gets around in these small
1: towns, doesn't it? Mr. Blake, I guess uh, you know why we're here.
3: Yeah? Ben told me. Personally, I think you're wasting your time. Marion committed suicide. Ben thinks otherwise... As long as he does, I'm willing to help out by answering your question. What
1: makes you say your wife committed suicide, Mr. Blake?
3: That's a personal matter, and it's none of your business.
1: Thought you were going to answer our question. Never mind, Inspector. I think I know the answer. Blake, if your wife had committed suicide, there'd be a box or uh, some sort of container lying nearby which held the arsenic she used. Did you uh, find any such container? I don't know. The arsenic was stolen from Finn McNutt's office, and later the unused portion was returned there. Finn says you were asleep in his office from 6 o'clock until midnight.
3: Did, uh, Finn say that? Mm. Didn't we just tell you he said it? I don't know whether you fellas are trying to trick me or not. I don't know if it makes any difference. Finn probably thought he'd help me by lying. Poor old guy.
1: You mean you weren't in the office all the time?
3: No. Around 7, I got up and went out to look for another bottle. Where'd you look? Not out here, if that's what you're thinking. I didn't come near this house all that day or evening. Oh, just a minute. We've got two witnesses who'll swear they heard you and your wife fighting. Who are they? Walt and Martha Santrell? (laughs) They're always hearing things.
1: Their testimony in court will carry a lot of weight, Blake.
3: No more than my witnesses. I got witnesses who'll testify I wasn't anywhere near this house at the time a santrell said they heard me beating up my wife. Who are they? I'll produce them when the time You'll comes. You produce them now unless you want to be arrested for the murder of your wife. That's so? Who's gonna arrest me? I am. Not without Finn McNutt's permission. Finn's got charge of this case, and it just happens he knows I didn't murder nobody. You're pretty sure of yourself, aren't you? Sure I am. Here comes Finn now. You can ask him if he wants you to arrest me. I'm going to ask him plenty of things. Uh, I
1: wouldn't, Inspector. I think we're going to find that Mr. McNutt is a lot smarter than we gave him credit. Hello there. Hello, Mr. McNutt. How are you?
3: Howdy, Drake. Hello, Ed. Hiya, friend. Who's that there, fella? Now, (laughs) don't give us that routine again, Longbeard. You know darn well who I am. Well, dang my eyes if it ain't old gumshoe scranton. Well, Dick? You got everything fixed up? Yes,
1: yes, I think so, Finn.
3: Uh, no who done it, huh?
1: Beyond the shadow of a doubt,
3: Finn. <laughs> I figured you would. I'm sorry I had to pull a couple of fast ones to help things along. I guess you and me uh, understand each other, though, don't we?
1: We're beginning to, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> you betcha. Well, let's get over to the sand trails and let them know how smart I am. <laughs>
2: This is certainly turning into quite an affair, ain't it?
1: Sorry we had to bother you again, Mrs. Santrell, but Finn seems to think you'd both be interested in the final outcome of the case.
3: I don't get it. What's the idea, Finn? Oh, let Drake tell you. Me, I'm just an old hick cop that don't know nothing. You can say that again, Gramp. All right, I will. I don't know nothing.
1: Now, Drake, you kill him, boy. All right, I'll do my best, Finn. Look, uh, Blake... You still insist that you weren't at your house between six o'clock and midnight
3: on the night of the murder? Sure, I do. Not the Santrells say any different. They're crazy.
2: Why, the idea, the very idea. You were there, Ed Blake. We heard you. Uh, Why, we could have heard you if you'd been a mile away. Now, wait a
1: minute. Are you sure you heard Blake, Mrs. Santrell? Or did you just hear Mrs. Blake?
2: Just hear Marion? oh hmm? uh, uh, why, uh, I don't know what you mean. Sure, we heard Ed. We both heard him. Uh, heard. Wait a minute now, Walt. Wait a minute. Uh, I think Mr. Drake's got something there. Now, just let me think.
3: What you about. do you mean, got something? We heard him, I tell you. No, no, we didn't.
2: Hmm. I remember now, no, sir, we didn't. Uh, All we heard was Marion uh, begging Ed not to hit her. And then we heard some furniture being knocked over. Well, I declare... Uh,
1: blame you for being surprised, Mrs. Santrell be only natural for you to assume that Ed Blake was beating his wife when she kept screaming and begging him not to. Blake, tell me, did you ever strike
3: your wife at all? Yeah. What? So? The time I found out she was seeing Walt Santrell's secret.
2: What was that, Ed Blake? Your husband
1: was not only carrying on a romance with Mary and Blake behind your back, Mrs. Santrell that he had ample time to administer the poison to her while he was supposed to be out caring for a sick cow. That's a
3: lie. I didn't give her the poison. Why should I? I was in love with her. Oh, Walt, Walt. It was Ed who gave her the poison. It must have been. How could it have been? He was asleep in the constable's office all the time. No, he wasn't. Marthy went down to get Finn after we discovered Marine's body. And there wasn't anyone in Finn's office, was there, Marthy? Was there?
2: No. No. There wasn't anyone there. I got to stick by you, Walt, even though... Even though...
3: So there wasn't anyone there, eh? Not even Gramp here.
2: That's right, Junior. I'm in it, too.
3: It could have been me. Could have. Had plenty of chance. I told you folks you'd think I did it. Well, did you? Never you mind. Go on, Rick. Needle him, boy. Needle
2: him.
1: Are you quite sure there was no one in the constable's office when you got there after the murder, Mrs. Central?
2: Yes, I'm sure. I... I'll testify in court if necessary, if it'll prove Walt innocent.
1: I see. Now, if no one were there, you had an opportunity to return the partly used box of arsenic, didn't you? Well,
2: did you say? What was that?
1: You wondered how you were going to get it back, didn't you, Mrs. Santrell? You certainly didn't want such incriminating evidence found in your possession, and you were afraid that Finn might notice the box was missing if you kept it too long. Then came a golden opportunity when you went running for the police to investigate a murder that you yourself had committed.
2: You don't mean you can't. Oh, mean. yes,
1: I do mean, Mrs. Santrell. Another golden opportunity came to you when Mary and Blake came over to borrow some flour. It solved a real problem, didn't it?
3: Martha, you didn't. Say, hey, that's an angle. By golly. You no, keep quiet here, Grant. Let Drake pay it off. Go ahead, boy.
1: You loaned Marion Blake the flower, didn't you, Mrs. Santrell? You put arsenic in it. You knew she'd never notice it or that there was any likelihood of anyone guessing how the poison had been administered.
3: Is it true, Marcy? Is it? Yes, it's true, Walt.
2: I put the arsenic in the flower. I knew she'd make biscuits. I knew Ed was drunk and wouldn't be home. I knew about you and Marion. I. I thought you'd be over there eating supper with us. You have before. I watched you. I wanted you both to die. I wanted you both to die. And then I wanted to die myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Take a good look at it. It says, Leaving Menden. Come back and see us again. Only I'm not coming back. (laughs) You're still a
1: little hot under the collar, Inspector? No, I'm not hot
3: under the collar. Only these country cops get in my hair. Uh, You'll have to admit that Finn McNutt was pretty smart, Inspector. Mark my foot. All he was was the doggondest liar I ever ran across.
1: (laughs) Everyone in Menden seemed to do pretty well at throwing whoppers.
3: Yeah. Imagine those Santrells cooking up that story about hearing their next-door neighbors fighting. Yeah,
1: that wasn't a cooked-up story, Inspector. Martha Santrell actually did think Blake was beating up his wife.
3: But Santrell knew that Marion Blake was putting on an act, eh? Exactly.
1: It would have provided excellent grounds for divorce, Inspector, since both Santrell and Martha would have sworn they heard the beatings,
3: Ah, me, what lengths some people go to to get rid of their
1: spouses. Yes, they certainly do, Inspector.
3: And that's another thing I can't figure... If Constable Longbeard was so smart, what did he want us in on the case for? Why didn't he just go out and arrest Martha Santrell? But he didn't know that Martha
1: Santrell was guilty, Inspector. He only knew that Marion Blake had died of arsenic poison. And that, that scared him. Scared him? Yes. Remember, his job as constable was virtually honorary. And Ed Blake had already been arrested for his wife's murder. Uh,
3: McNutt didn't want to stick his chin out, eh? That's it,
1: eh? Inspector. He had his pride. And he didn't want to lose his job as constable. It was his only source of income. He knew people would laugh at him if he tried to sell anyone the idea that Marion Blake had been poisoned.
3: But he figured a couple of city cops had swallowed it hook, line, and sinker, eh? Well, he kidded
1: us into taking the job, Inspector. He had enough evidence to prove his poisoning theory, but not enough to convict anyone. You've got to admit, he was clever about it.
3: Oh, sure, sure, I'll admit it. Good for you, Inspector. I mean, I'd give my badge for a chance to go back there and pull his whiskers. <laughs> I think he'd let you do it, too. He was so pleased with the way things turned out. Yeah, I'll bet.
1: <laughs> he
3: was kind of cute at
1: that. Yeah, you know what he said just before we left? Well, I know he apologized to you for all the cracks he'd made. He said he tried to make us both mad, so we'd stick around and pull his chestnuts out of fire. Uh... I don't mean that. I mean, oh, you mean when he yelled after us that from now on his new slogan was going to be mystery is my hobby. <laughs>